0: It does smell more like, yeah.
1: Yeah, like barbecue meat. I would, right.
0: I would say it smells closer to like a maybe like a a grilled turkey than a grilled hamburger. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it still has you know the coloration, the te- the texture. It's pretty dense. Um, so I mean, it it feels substantial. And the texture, when you cut it open, it looks like freaking – it looks like hamburger, man. It's a little creepy, I to be honest. I'm for it. You like the saying, if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. <laughs> I think that's probably a lot of, like, meat eaters' mindset when they see this. You took a big bite. I am. You took a real big bite. Oh, I you, too big. You took, like – A sixth of the burger. (laughs) You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness Podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch.
1: Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness Podcast. We have a throwback episode for you today. It's an old-school episode. You guys, if you're new to the podcast, you may not know that we've done over 370 episodes. Um, but the, I guess that is very impressive. But one thing is, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, you won't get all 370 episodes. So every once in a while, we do one of these. Uh, we revisit an old episode, uh, and today we are going back into the vault to present a episode from 2019, uh, but before I tell you a little bit more about that and go into that episode, I want to thank you guys for listening. Please, please, please leave us the ratings and reviews. Those are much appreciated. Um, they help us uh, get more discoverable. Discoverable.
0: Dis- discoverable. You're
1: discoverable. Putting a D in the word. Sorry, discoverable. Discoverable. So, uh, if you haven't done so already, please leave, leave us a rating and review. And you can also give us a follow on Instagram at the ATF podcast. Uh, it's a great way to reach out to us. Send us a DM if you have any questions or comments that you want to share with us. So, uh, today we are going to go back, as I mentioned, 2019 where we did a breakdown and live taste test of the Beyond Burger. Uh, this episode is posting right before the 4th July, so people might be lunching or snacking on burgers this coming holiday, whether they be real burgers or fake burgers. Uh, <laughs> so they burgers or we're going to go ahead and share this uh, old school episode that contains a taste test and breakdown of the Beyond Burger. So Enjoy. Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. We have a episode that's got a lot of meat to it. A meaty episode. It's a lot to digest (laughs) in this episode. There's
0: going to be a lot of puns. Uh I'm just going to warn you right now.
1: Yeah, so pretty excited about this because I've been wanting to do this for a while and uh, obviously I've been uh, seeing these more and more in the grocery store. We are going to uh, break down uh, a lot of the kind of information and uh, I guess... uh, I don't know controversy is the right word, but just kind of present uh, both sides of the fence of the information regarding to uh, plant-based burgers. Uh, we're specifically, we're going to go with the Beyond Meat Beyond Burger. Uh, not only are we going to present some information about its benefits or if it's beneficial for your health or for the environment, we're also going to taste test some Beyond Meat Beyond Burgers today on yeah. this
0: episode. Yeah, and the Beyond Burger is similar to the Impossible Burger. Yes. So we're going to be talking about that as well, but we do not have an Impossible Burger mm-hmm. with us today. So we're just going to be trying the Beyond Meat, the Beyond Burger. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get this at your local grocery store. Yep.
1: We've got a couple I've seen at Target. I see we got it at Sprouts. So, yeah. Uh, Before we jump into that, uh, we want to tell you something that will definitely benefit your health. There's no debate about it. And that's, entering the neck the current ATF giveaway that is going to benefit your health uh, cope notes is sponsoring this ATF giveaway and if you have aren't familiar with cope notes should go back and listen listen to episode 153 with our uh, interview with the creator of cope notes it is a melt, mental wellness text messaging service uh, so what you guys can do is go to atfgiveaway.copenotes.com and enter to win a month of Cope notes. You actually, when you enter, you get a free week. Yeah. So you actually get a week for free, and then you're entered for a chance to win a free month.
0: So you get something right off the bat, and then you have a chance at getting something even bigger.
1: Mm-hmm. I told three people about it and shared the link with them this week. So I'm thinking we're gonna uh, more and more people are interested in the idea and the concept of it. So
0: yeah, I, the people I've talked to, um, obviously, I have a new job, so I have new empl- like uh, coworkers, um, new employer, and everything. So. I've been telling them a little bit because mm-hmm. I'm actually now working more within health, which hey. is one of the reasons I was really excited about my new yep. job. And I work with different health industry clients now. Um, and we were talking about some different kind of trends in the industry, and I talked about cope notes, and I said I think this is going to be this is this is going to be something we're going to see more of. Like i I know I've been a really big proponent of digital wellness and how you know social media and your phones and things like that yes they're clearly causing people stress and anxiety but there's there's good that they can do too Mm -hmm. so this is one of those things that this is a great app to check out and it doesn't cost you anything so why not just go in and Get a little extra uplift in your next week and get the possible opportunity to have a whole month for free.
1: Absolutely. So atfgiveaway.copenotes.com. That's the website. Go ahead and enter there. Get your free week and enter for a chance when a free month. So training recaps. You go, I go. You go, I go. I'll go. All right. Go for it.
0: Um, so this week, I I tried to think a little bit outside the box. I am trying to find my new routine. Mm-hmm. Um, if you listened to our last podcast, you heard us kind of doing some very honest reflections, um, some self-reflections, and looking at our health and fitness goals for the year. And I admitted the fact that I just really, I've let, the the fitness and everything, just it's not been enough of a priority to really push into my life, and I wanted to get some consistency. And with my new work-from-home schedule, I now have the ability to play a little bit with kind of my schedule during the day. Mm-mm. And I had some kind of open time periods this week, so I actually did a couple workouts during the day, which... I don't typically do during the week. So that was nice to be mm-hmm. able to get that in. So I kind of hit my, my. I wanted to start with just getting in like three a week. And I did that. I got a couple spin and then like a, a hit workout in. So um, that felt really, really good Nice to do that. And I, I still haven't found the exact kind of rhythm that I feel like is something i could build but i'm getting there and i'm experimenting and i think that's the key in the beginning to like trying to establish a new routine or a new habit i think you have to have a you have to have a period of time where you're just there for the experimentation Mm -hmm. and you're just kind of trying to see which things fit well with
1: your life yeah you're also getting out i think last two mondays we've gotten out with jazz and Got her down on the board, uh, boardwalk, the river wall. Monday
0: can, and, and Wednesday. The dog yeah. park
1: and stuff. So, yeah, that's important for her and for you, too. I think
0: yeah. That's, I mean, that's another part of your fitness it's right It's nice there. getting in a little walk and talking with people at the dog park. And let's be honest, even in the middle of summer, Florida is kind of a beautiful place <laughs> in the morning, especially. So Oh, don't I know it.
1: That's going to lead right into my training recap because this week – I made it kind of a goal to get out and do some outdoor workouts, specifically yeah. with the steel mace. So Saw I some wanted, of those. Yeah. on Instagram. Once again, I had a little bit of a. It was a little busier this week, but still uh, had some mornings availability this week. So I went out and took it to the street and call it catch me outside. So I was uh, doing some outdoor workouts with the steel mace. A lot of the the flows are very. Um, I guess, like, interesting to watch. almost very dance like. So, but there's a lot of stuff that's, you know, basic exercise you guys be familiar with were squats, and People lunges. stopping and asking you
0: what you're doing. Yeah,
1: I do. I had a video <laughs> I'm, I'll be posting next week, you guys. Uh, check out ET Tampa uh, to see the video of me starting to flow in Curtis Hickson Park and then some guy walking behind me. And you guys, I, I got it on video, so I see the guy on video watching me and then he stops me he's like what's that and then like I told him about it and stuff like that so yeah I actually have that part on video so I thought it was kind of interesting that's
0: to, pretty cool to show
1: people the maze so and it's always uh this is kind of more personal but it's very surreal the last place I just mentioned Curtis Hickson Park um the way I shot it is basically University of Tampa where both you and I went yeah. is in the background so, like, I'm doing this whole kind of very uh, involved mace flow and stuff like that in front of, you know, some place. we at the place where you and I met, so yeah. it was kind of surreal. And I know we talked about that, especially Ella School is a mile down the street from where you and I, I, know. I first met. So, I know, it's, it's just, you know, that's night. a little bit away from the fitness, but it's very interesting. But I love the steel mace. Um, I'm getting more and more interested in learning, you know, just how to incorporate that into workouts and get more people interested in it, you know, just yeah. outside my client. So that's what I'm trying to do with all these outdoor workouts around the town. So yeah. I'm going to keep doing it, keep going around town and places, especially specific Tampa, specifically Tampa. Am so. I
0: going to see you on one of those little bird scooters, like, zipping around I don't know if I could. Mace. Maybe.
1: <laughs> I'm still a little interested about, you know what people think about when they watch me walk around with this thing so
0: they probably think like ah uh, this dude's about to beat someone yeah i'm just butt. hoping i
1: don't get you know uh I can explain myself when somebody asks me of authority, asked <laughs> me what the hell I'm doing. One of the bike cops pulls you over why are you carrying a weapon around? Exactly. So, um, but yeah, that was my training recap for the week. So let's get into the main topic of discussion, the Beyond Meat, Beyond Burger. So I'm sure you guys have been seeing these in the grocery store. Um,
0: well, heck, even restaurants. The Impossible Burger is like the one that I true. think has been, has been the biggest in restaurants. Mm-hmm. And it's captured the the kind of selling point on this is that it looks and tastes like the same as real beef Mm -hmm. so that their challenge has actually been to meat eaters. Right. So like this really isn't what I would call a vegan food. This is really a meat eater food who is just maybe looking to try some plant based. Yeah. Um, and it is it's it's really meant to satisfy that meat hunger.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I saying, they talk about we found this great article on Mind Body Green, one of our favorite websites, um, talking basically breaking down all the different type of uh, aspects of the Beyond Meat burger and the Impossible burger to see if they are a healthier option than ground beef, uh, both for. Humans and for the environment. So um, they talk about it in this article about how I think the the Beyond Meat Burger went public this year. Yeah. And by May, what does it say, May t- of this year?
0: It went public in May and by, I think, June or July. Let's
1: find it real quick. There it is right there.
0: July 10th. Yes. It was... <laughs> The company, a market capitalization of over ten billion dollars. Yeah, so
1: people were definitely flocking to this, and I think, as Shannon mentioned, probably might be, uh, especially actually beyond me. I don't know. The Impossible Burger is the one that's going Burger King picked up to start making the Impossible Whopper. I don't yeah, know, and that me. one.
0: How did you hear about the tactic they were doing for that? No. So they were actually. I, I don't think. I think it actually is in one city, maybe maybe Chicago or something, but they were basically telling their customers, if you order a burger, if you order a Whopper, you have a 50-50 chance of getting the Impossible Burger. Hmm. So these people going in, like meat eaters going in to get their classic Whopper, they were so confident that even they would be satisfied with their version of the Impossible Burger that they were just saying to, like, you, you know, you're taking a chance on this. Mm-hmm.
1: That's really interesting. I'd, I don't know if I'd agree to buy that burger if that was the kind of the deal. You know, I'd tell them maybe go pack sand. Or how about you give me a Whopper? And Yeah. I wouldn't be that mean,
0: but... Yeah, I mean... Eh. I get it's a, it. It's, it's a good a, marketing
1: ploy. I get it's it.
0: It's a complete like yeah, it's just a stunt. It's a PR stunt. It's just to like make, pe- make people stop and take notice and have people react. It's all they're trying to do.
1: I bet you if they took a dollar off the price, people would go for it. Like I guess oh, yeah. so. Yeah, if you go for this, you know, it'd be interesting.
0: But uh, it's it's still like I, I don't I don't think it's fair to like play with like <laughs> yeah oh I want this one thing but I might get something else right like with food that's kind of a serious thing yeah,
1: exactly so <laughs> let's let's uh, divert from that let's think, talk about um, we're gonna go over the ingredients and everything one right before we do the taste tests and all the macros but we want to go over the kind of the main. Uh, Basically their, their mission for especially the Beyond Meat and the other plant-based burgers, their mission to summarize is, you know, to take some of the onus away from animal-based products and with the hope that it will hopefully improve people's health and improve the health of the environment.
0: Yeah, so then, it's, it's not just for human health, it's mm-hmm. environmental right. as well.
1: And these companies, their claim, and there's some, I believe, some partial truth to it, not all truth, yeah. that it can help the environment and it can be healthier for certain individuals. But I think, um, and I think we should go into the ingredients, you know, not just wait to the taste test, because I think with the with these products specifically, they do contain a lot of processed ingredients um specifically the one we're dealing with the beyond meat beyond burger um it has you know pea ice, pea protein and canola oil so those two specifically As two. yeah the, the, i mean the the four main ingredients which is the most Three. is water yeah. you know the pea protein um canola oil and coconut oil so the the canola oil is kind of the main thing especially reading through this article and the some just from the general knowledge i know is vegetable oil that's high in omega-6 which there's some research that says can contribute to things like metal metabolic disorders or mm-hmm. cardiovascular disease when the ratio of omega-6 is higher than omega-3s yeah so that's that's the one ingredient specific to the Beyond Burger that is really people you know you know I guess not a, I guess kind of opponents or people that are you know not people they're they're recommending you know to use caution when thinking this is a healthier option than beef burgers.
0: Yeah, and I mean the Impossible Burger faces kind of a similar battle because mm-hmm. it uses soy mm-hmm. and it's like. It's a protein that I think for like it went through a huge flux of popularity, but then there's been some negativity about Mm-mm. the possible health right. issues that can yeah. come from too too much of a consumption of it. Right. So I mean like the impossible burgers again, these aren't these aren't for vegans. Right. <laughs> So, I think that probably your average meat eater isn't eating a whole lot of soy. Yeah. So, it's not going to be as, as much of a. It's, who knows?
1: Yeah, but it's super interesting. And I'm, we're going to get in, I don't want to get too much in, down this road because we want to stay on topic. But it's like soy and corn are one of the biggest uh, ingredients to, uh, from what I know, and I could be wrong. I haven't done it, you know, this is just probably maybe old research, but uh, for cattle, for feed for cattle. Yeah. So, in. In kind of theory, you are, are you are consuming, are consuming soil. Yeah. You know, you know, you're probably not getting some of the. Um, um, I believe I can't believe it's ester. It might be it's some type of estrogen uh, booster or yeah. something, but it's major quality uh, co- quantities. So let's not go down that path. Um, I will say about the Beyond Burger is that um, it is certified vegan, soy free, and gluten free, and it participates in a non-GMO project with. Once well, again, once again, that's a road we're not going to go down. But I think it does. As far as between the Impossible Burger and the Beyond Burger, I think the Beyond Burger has a little bit more uh, better ingredient list than the Impossible Burger. But uh, we're not going to go too far into details about that. So, um, as we mentioned, it, it's somewhat up for debate. With um, you know, the Beyond Burger claims about the you know. Meats and beef can increase heart disease and cardiovascular disease. Yeah. And the, those studies are very, very – a lot of them are epidemiological, which we've talked about before on the podcast. And also, um, they kind of they, – they lumped everything together. So they don't separate like processed meat, which does not include – like grass-fed beef you can get at the grocery store from, you know, sausage or things like that. So, yeah. um that's stuff you might normally
0: get at McDonald's
1: right. or exactly. Burger King. Exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. So that's that's the thing. I think a lot of the times when plant-based or vegan products are trying to say that they're healthier, they're really comparing a lot to the fast food the version mainstream. of beef. Yes. Yeah. Which, it's like
0: the frozen food section in your grocery store which, and like
1: and like, like you said that. that might be the majority of what Americans are eating. You know, it cause is. And if you look through this article, and they did a really good job in this article of getting both sides, um, a lot of the people, even the people that say, Um, they talked to one doctor or might have been a nutritionist or dietitian that was talking who, you know, promotes plant-based eating um, and leaving an eco-friendly lifestyle. Her name is Abby Cannon, a registered dietitian. And she said she was concerned about some of the ingredients in uh, the Beyond Burger uh, because she said, let me see what she says. She said they're not remotely healthy and that she's not a fan. So it's Even though she's a plant-based, she recommends plant-based eating. She just sees these kind of ingredient lists, and it's like, it's probably not. If you had to choose between a grass-fed burger and this, I want to go that. But the thing is, that's not always the easiest option for a lot of people.
0: And that's, I think, that's what it comes down to. Like if we're in something they say pretty early on in this article and it it is extensive like it's one of the more detailed articles we found um, which even though we always quote my body green (laughs) it's for a good reason they're actually a fantastic source they do a lot of good research Mm -hmm. and they put a lot of information in this one it covered a lot of bases and sort of they say it in probably about a quarter of the way through the article and then they kind of reiterate it later on These are very processed foods. Mm -hmm. One way or another, they're very processed. So are these better than the general, like, you know, if you're using the example we used earlier, like the Whopper with Mm. the meat versus the Whopper with the Impossible Burger? It's going to come down a lot to the individual. And it's going to come down a lot to where they are with their diet in general Mm -hmm. because – The people that this is going to do no good are those people eating super clean, super whole diets. You know, if you're on, what is it, the Whole30?
1: Yep.
0: This is not an item for you. If you're eating keto, this is not an item. Paleo, forget it. Like, if you have a, if you are an individual, though, who has, you know, maybe a really sensitive stomach or you have you know gluten issues whatever it might be and you you don't choose to eat whole foods in general and you're just looking to cut back on your your red meat intake then this is a step in the right direction Mm -hmm. um but and it it might make it easier to transition but if you have a very clean diet then this is still going to kind of be your version of like junk food i think right because it's processed.
1: Yes. Yeah, and that, and that's the thing. It's it's we're we're big proponents of kind of like eating food at its whole form and um, it's in specifically when you have processed ingredients in there that are can be can contribute to things like cardiovascular disease cardiovascular disease even though they say they're basically making this product to combat things that cause cardiovascular disease. It's not, I don't want to say go to dishonest, but I just think it's, it's not giving people the whole picture. But I mean, that's kind of, that's not, I don't think that's what food producers jobs are, you know? So you have to be educated as a consumer to know about that. And that's why I like this article because they keep going back. They said, if you have the ability to eat grass-fed, get grass-finished burgers, yeah. that's where you should go. You still should still limit that
0: consumption. Still be healthier. Yes.
1: Still limit that consumption general. once or twice a week, which I can't imagine eating tw- oh, – well, I shouldn't say that because we eat leftovers. So I probably do eat the grass-finished ba- beef <laughs> twice a week. But, yeah. you know, like having it twice a week. So um, I, I – there's – I think we should go like it healthier wise. It both all these all the topics within this kind of the arguments within this you can always – are two different sides. There's still they're, well, there is no clear winner. Be, yet. There needs
0: to be context because right. for you to say that something's healthier, you have to have a basis of comparison. Right. So you have to know what you're measuring it against, yeah. and for everybody, your like your version <laughs> of what's healthier for right. you is very different from what's healthier for me. Yeah, like we've already found, I do not do well with lots of meat. Right, I do not do well with lots of dairy. I, that's just not how I am. Like right. we've tried to eat the same exact foods, and it just doesn't work. So, I mean, I think that that is something that always has to be considered mm-hmm. but if you're just talking about well here's the whole story how might this fit into a person's diet then yeah you start with what you know about the person and like everybody's gonna have to kind of come at it from an, their own perspective
1: right and, and that's and that's a good um just a way to kind of approach it and i think we should also kind of Dive into the environmental impact yeah. of this burger too, That's to see if it's better than you know conventionally raised beef. And I think, as you guys can imagine, like the big kind of feedlots and um, factory farm beef, this probably a better option. You know, the uh, the Beyond Meat uh, company or the yes Beyond Meat company, they commissioned a uh, what? Let me see. They commissioned a life cycle assessment study with the Center of Sustainable Systems at the University of Michigan and found that Beyond Burger generates 90% less greenhouse gas emissions, requires forty percent, 46% less energy, and has 99% less impact on water scarcity and 93% less impact. impact on land use than a quarter pound of conventionally raised U.S. beef. So I think that's really... Um, and very and the impossible burger was also very uh, close in those same numbers for the same study um so it's it's i I, I don't disagree with that whatsoever you yeah know, that is that seems it's very compelling it's yeah it's compelling and it seems very logical to me yeah. the only thing that you have to worry about is when you're talking about the ingredients that are in this pea protein canola oil you're going to need if this becomes replaces conventional beef this is essentially going to turn into a monoculture you're going to have to right. start producing large amounts of these type of ingredients in order to make these products now i don't know they don't go too much into detail about how much type of land you need to um create these ingredients um at least i don't think I mean, so i didn't say see it's that. less Oh, and I'm sure it is. Like, I mean, you just – they just went through that thing. It's
0: 96% less land. hmm
1: But then you're, you're talking about, you know, producing at, at the same quantity that you're making um, conventional beef. I could you – know, you know, you're pound right. Pound for
0: pound. Right. It's, That's true. It's this, like, in terms mm-hmm. of feeding people, it's going to feed people less of an impact on – the environment that's that's a fact but yes i mean like in the long term i mean the reason that beef is like (laughs) beef and like the cattle uh industry and everything is one of the biggest contributor to greenhouse gases is because it's such a huge it's such a huge like market like money market i mean there's so many industries and so many people that use this and the biggest takeaway that i would caution anybody when they think oh the beyond burgers the solution for all the burgers there is no one solution like we were made to eat a variety of things the planet is made to sustain and produce a number of things we can't put all our eggs in one basket or else, guess what? That basket's not going to be able to handle it one day, no matter what kind of eggs you put in it, whether it's Mm -hmm. concrete or, you know, paper. Mm -hmm. It's one day, it's just going to be too much. So you have to think about that. And in the short term, though, if there can be some positive impact with people cutting back and giving maybe just – Easing back a bit more on that, you know, super huge production of right. meat.
1: I think yeah, the factory farms production thing, that that needs to be that's real the real.
0: Plus, enemy. they don't they don't use all of the animal. Like it's some of the most efficient inefficient mm-hmm. farming out there because they throw so much away. Well,
1: I, and I've said this before on the podcast, and it's is that paleos and vegans are not that far separated. No. You know, cuz you know true. both of them believe I think, you know, in more plant a plant-based diet, but obviously paleo's do incorporate meat, but they I wouldn't say all paleos, but like the the idea of getting away from factory farm I think is very huge in paleo and primal diets and vegan too.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so I think that's something um that well, uh, that's a common thread.
0: I would I would put a little caveat though I think a lo- there has been a lot of people out there who have done the vegan thing and could give two craps about how whole their food is. That's true. Yeah, you're and right. And they they you're eat right. the super high process. Right. They like you know and they're no healthier than any meat eater. Yeah. And they walk around their you know their high horse and say, well, I'm saving planet right because I'm not eating cows right. So yeah. like that's the stuff that's you kind of have to scratch your head a little bit at but but I think the the people, the intention behind those two kind of very polar opposites there is a common thread that yeah. links them. They yeah. might they're not probably going to be able to sit and completely agree on everything, but they're going to if you get like some some of them together. Yeah. They might have more similar goals right. than you'd think. Yeah,
1: and I, I think the last point I want to – like, at least for this article I want to m- kind of talk about is that the same LCA study, the um, the life, life, cycle life cycle assessment, assessment study, uh, the same institute did one for White Oak Pastures Farm, which we bought grass bed bee- grass-fed beef from yeah and this is kind of a you know very regenerative agriculture farm they do a lot of you know basically rotating animals rotating crops um there's a really good great art uh documentary uh i think it's food inc um there's a guy named joel salatin on there who runs a farm out of virginia and they do some really cool thing they have these movable kitchen in the kitchen, jeez, kitchen chicken coops. <laughs> so they actually are on wheels, so they move around, so they get to eat new grass every two or three days. They have the same thing. They they raise yeah. all their their hogs in the in the woods and stuff, so they can eat acorns. It's really kind of innovative farming techniques. so not innovative. It's probably more primitive than anything. You know, it's more innovative in the fact that it's getting away from the factory and farm type of yeah. uh, methods. Um, and they found through this LCA study there that they are actually this type of farm is a carbon sink. Yeah. So they're actually reducing the amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere than producing. They're- they're yeah.
0: absorbing more carbon than they release in right, the atmosphere. Right, because they're reusing
1: the type of – they're reusing, reusing the manure. Yeah. Uh, any dead animals essentially become compost. Um, uh, they're using all parts of the animal like Shannon mentioned earlier. So the, the only issue with these is these are harder harder to sustain. Um, you know, The profit margin from those are much lower because they go through all these type of practices. Yeah. So it's more expensive. Um, but these type of farms, I think, are becoming more and more popular as things like grass fed beef for um, pasture raised eggs and um, you know uh, pasture raised pork is becoming more popular nowadays yeah. so um, that i think that's a good sign and i think that's a uh, important kind of thing to highlight is that that it kind of shows the the through line you know beyond meat's goal is to uh, make people healthier make the environment healthier but i think you can still eat meat or buy meat products and have the same goals.
0: Yeah, I like the, there's one line in here that they they highlight to your point, is that they say like, you know, Impossible f- Foods goal is actually ending all animal agriculture. And he says that's actually extremely problematic and yeah. it fails to recognize that there is an ecosystem function. Um of animals like cows. You know, it's let's let's go to a recent movie release. It's the circle of life. Oh. Uh. Oh. I'm <laughs> not gonna sing the song, but what movie? Uh. Lion King. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Lion King. hmm It's very timely. Um but yeah, there's there's more to think about in farming than just those mass productions. Yes just yeah. terrible, wasteful, inefficient.
1: Absolutely. Sucks
0: on everything. So. Yeah.
1: So, if we can get away from that, I both I'm all for that. So. Yeah. Now, let's get into what you're here for. We're going to taste test the Beyond Burger. to yeah. see if it's worth. Now, now,
0: now that we've just broken everything yes. <laughs> down.
1: So, we gave you the ingredients. Shannon is going to give you the macros while I go get the meat. Yes. Or the meat, air quotes,
0: music. Air quotes. <laughs> Um, so yes, the traditional patty from the Beyond Burger is about a four ounce patty. Actually, it's probably exactly a four ounce. Um, and usually like their containers we got, it was in our frozen section and there's two patties in the container. They, um, serving per container is two. So if you have one of these bad boys, you got about 270 calories um, but the important thing to know is that there's 20 grams of fat, uh, five grams of carbohydrate, uh, three grams of fiber, and 20 grams of protein. So actually the fat and protein on the, these are like almost exactly even. Mm-hmm. They maybe like one percentage point off. Um, so there's there's no sugars or trans fats or anything. There is some saturated fat five grams of saturated Mm -hmm. fat. But, um, and then there is some about 380 milligrams of sodium, but it's, it's not like the macros aren't horrible. Right.
1: See, well, and I know I looked it up. It's more protein than a quarter pound burger. Yeah. Um, now plant protein is different. I don't know if we absorb that a hundred percent. I'm pretty sure we don't, but I have to, I know pea protein is one of the best plant proteins to absorb. Um, I don't know what, but I doubt it's 100%. So um, I do want you to read the other ingredients. We listed the four main ingredients, um, but there is another. There is also a list, and we'll see if Shannon can get through all the names of these.
0: <laughs> Thanks a lot. So, yeah, we talked about the water. We talked about the pre- pea protein isolate, the canola oil, the refined co- coconut oil. And then it says it contains 2% or less of the following Cellulose from bamboo, which is interesting. I'm not mm-hmm. sure they use it as like a texture. Mm-hmm. Methyl cell- cellulose, potato starch, n- natural flavor, maltodextrin, yeast extract, salt, sunflower oil, vegetable glycerin, dried yeast, gum, arabic, citrus extract, ascorbic acid, mm-hmm. beef juice, Extract, so that's for color. Yeah, and these burgers do have a red color to them um, acidic acid, succinic acid, modified food starch, and anato, which is from the um, Brazilian bixa plant. Oh. I learned that in my Fun fact. botanical garden job, and that's a very common orangey color. Yeah, so additive that is to
1: food out
0: of it. It is natural, it is natural.
1: All right, so. As Shannon said, these do, and they actually say it specifically on the box. You yeah. know, cook three minutes on each side. Uh, do not over- overcook. The inside will have a red center, very much like meat. So, as Shannon already said, this is for meat eaters. It's not for vegans. This yeah. is basically to add more plant based protein to your
0: diet. So, I'm just so, going to say, like, they look, they look. Very good, like right. as far as a beef. Mm-hmm. And they do have, they're they browned. They're not dark, but they're browned on each side that you cooked it on. And then the center has stayed that same red color.
1: So when I open these up, and I'm just going to tell you now, we got it from uh, Sprouts. And I checked online. It's about $6 for the package. So for half a pound for about $6. Okay. That's two, it's that's quarter yeah. pounds, so six pounds. I mean, six dollars. Um, when I opened it, there was a smell, and I didn't know I was trying to place it. I was like, I know this smell, what is this smell? It wasn't beef, it wasn't the smell of beef. Um, because I don't know, well, that's good. Beef, raw beef does not smell appetizing. Um, to me. and then finally, I knew it. it smelled like refried beans.
0: Oh, yeah, and I was like, Interesting. probably because of the pea.
1: yeah, and so then, but now the smell definitely smells like a barbecued burger I think
0: it does smell more like yeah
1: yeah like barbecuing meat I would I'd
0: right. say it smells closer to like a maybe like a, a grilled turkey than a grilled hamburger mm-hmm. um, but it's it still has you know the coloration the te- the texture it's pretty dense um, so I mean it it feels substantial and the texture when you cut it open it looks like freaking, it looks like hamburger man it's a little creepy to be honest for it you like the saying if it looks too good to be true it probably is (laughs) i think that's probably a lot of like meat eaters mindset when they see this you took a big bite i am you took a real big bite probably too big you took like a sixth of the burger.
1: <laughs> the it has initial taste, but then it fades fast. It has initial taste of beef, but then like it's totally fleeting. Like it leaves like instantly, and like there's no like the savoriness of meat is not there. Mm. Like it try it like it try to it, but it it goes it, like evaporates essentially.
0: So. The thing about, like, a red meat, and I'm calling on my years as a vegan of <laughs> trying almost, like, every vegan meat out there, um, the texture is very, very similar mm-hmm. to hamburger. Yeah. And I think, like, when you've got oh, I mean, toppings so. on this bad boy, you got cheese, like, you know, quote-unquote cheese, you can do regular cheese or dairy-free. Mm-hmm. Um, you have sauces, other toppings. Like, I think this would actually... <laughs> seriously fool some meat eaters. Yeah. I think like like I would think my dad would be fooled by that.
1: Yeah. If you dress it up and if I you was dress thinking it I was thinking about that beforehand too, you definitely couldn't tell the difference because it has the initial
0: but, taste
1: of beef, but if you're eating it straight like this, it doesn't have
0: it does have that um it does have that faux meat taste. The the initial flavor of like the grill Yeah. Meat is like that's what you get. It's like that seared outside of a hamburger, that flavor when you first bite into a hamburger and you're like, oh, yeah, grilled. That usually stays with you when you eat a burger and it just gets like juicier and more intense. It does disappear. There's no depth to the flavor of this right. burger. Ooh, what a
1: good word there. Depth to the <laughs> yeah, taste. Thank you. How about you?
0: I could be a food critic.
1: Yeah. No, I, and honestly, I think if they sold this, sell this, wow.
0: <laughs> wow. You That's, should, you a should talk like, oh, to people. How you
1: know? oh, they know. sold this? <laughs> if they sold this as a ground beef, it could be, if it could be formed into patties itself, I don't know if they do that yet, but if you put spices in this, Worcestershire sauce or well, something that has like a meaty It's like the
0: faux burger that I make with the the meat substitute yeah, It's, like yeah. a sausage meat substitute yeah. like we put so many herbs and stuff right. in there. The texture is pretty similar to like a really cooked burger. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the I'd flavor I say this texture is closer to Oh it yeah, it, yeah, it is. This yeah. is definitely like right. I I would I would challenge a lot of meat eaters. Like you'd have to be a serious serious meat eater and eat this straight with nothing else to probably yep. know the difference. But um yeah, it's it doesn't have the flavor profile that a regular burger has. But I think it could be as satisfying. Yeah. Like especially like we said, if you if you dress this up, you know, you get it all, get it all gussied up for a night on the town, you would not know right. that it is Essentially, a beanstalk. <laughs> so I think, I think it's actually I would call that a win. A win. I would yeah, say it's for, it's for one their of the goal, better. For sure.
1: They definitely hit their goal, and I think we were, It's. We talked about all the different kind of nuances about if it's yeah. healthier, environmentally or physically, I mean, you know, gosh. for the eater. But I think then that's still up for debate.
0: The number of like Morningstar yeah. and like you know all those really popular processed fake meat um that you find in the grocery store. I would definitely say that this is a better option than that. Yeah. I mean, I remember looking at those ingredient lists and going, oh, maybe I shouldn't yeah. eat this, like way back. So I think I would like to try that in right. a regular burger. I would yeah. be okay with getting that. Yeah. I mean um, it is
1: it as of right now, I mean, it we'll see if they can get the price point down more because I mean Twelve dollars a pound is tough.
0: Yeah, that's know. that's a lot. <laughs> that's more
1: than grass-fed beef. You yeah, know? So. I mean, you can
0: get you can get good grass-fed beef for five or six bucks a pound. Yeah, if you shop sales. Yeah, exactly.
1: So um, so and then there's more. Yeah, exactly. So. And
0: yeah, I think if you're looking, if you've got a real, especially you know this might be really popular for when you are a vegan or a vegetarian or something and you have you have a lot of other people like one of this was one of the pain points when i had more of a specialized diet dealing with other people's criticism and like their their thought of your diet it was like they they were always like oh you know i don't want to eat your food and i don't i'm not i'm not like that i don't eat that that bunny rabbit food <laughs> give them this and shut them up huh. because they can't, they can't really complain if you put some other stuff on here. This yeah. is going to probably make them back off a little. Mm. So huh. I think that's essentially... That's essentially the plan. <laughs> all right. So yeah, that was
1: fun. I, I enjoy the taste test always, and then breaking it down from.
0: My I know. I kind of. I kind of wish milk. we had. We had gone like all out and really like made. Trust them. Yeah. Made no one of them. Oh. Because we cooked both of them. Yeah. We. It would be cool if we did that with the other one, and then. You know, taking a bite of that yeah, that's right. next time.
1: All right, so uh, if you guys have any other taste tests that we should try, we're always up for that, yes. uh, or any topics in general that we should investigate on the podcast, let us know by leaving us a review in the Apple Podcast app or your preferred podcast app. We need we were always looking for suggestions from our listeners, and yep. you know, leave that rating and review so we can uh, help re- help us reach a bar- broader audience.
0: Yeah, so if you have like a, you know, is there a fitness trend blowing up in your neighborhood that you're curious about? about bring it to us I mean I think you've tried a lot, yep. as have I. Mm-hmm. So I we're game, and right. we'll, we'll take the challenge. So yes. just give us a shout.
1: Yep, and we always want you guys. We want to give back to our listeners. That's why we do these giveaways on a periodic basis. And now you guys can participate in our current one by going to atfgiveaway.copenotes.com. Get your free week of Cope Notes and enter for a chance to win a free month.
0: And when does that giveaway end?
1: good question put you
0: on the spot
1: yeah <laughs> the giveaway will end on August 10th Saturday August 10th you guys get your numbers in by then or enter the giveaway by then and we'll announce the win- winner on a future episode
0: so you've got just under two weeks if you're listening to this podcast on the day that it comes out plenty of time folks plenty of time
1: you got anything else for them that's it this has been another edition of the Addicted to Fitness Podcast, and we'll check you next time. Bye. For all things Addicted to Fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter, at the ATF Podcast and like and follow the Addicted to Fitness Podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks.